Big Rab Show podcast is kindly sponsored by G1 Reads. They are the champion's choice, with many bands around the world playing G1 products, including two-time world champions in Vararian District. So check out g1reads.com as they keep the lights on here on the Big Rab Show podcast. Hello there, welcome to another Big Rab Show podcast. How are you folks? Are you all keeping well out there in podcast land? Yeah, it's been quite an interesting week in the piping scene as it is each and every week, I have to say. So yeah, we've got quite a lot to bring you on this week's show, including quite an incredible interview with Ross Miller. Very excited to have Ross on the show this week. We've been actually trying to chase Ross down this last while and get him on the show, uh, but uh yeah, talk about timing. He's going to be telling us all about quite an exciting new project he's been working on. And uh, so <clears throat> we're not getting into topic of the week just yet, but just to let you know, that's to come on the rest of the podcast. So very excited to talk to Ross Miller, man. It's, oh, very, very cool. But yes, let's get through the introduction then, shall we? Well, if this is your first ever Big Rab Show podcast, then um, <clears throat> where have you been? We've been doing this for the longest time now. <laughs> It seems like forever. But yeah, we are the show for the bagpiping folk, reflecting everything in the bagpiping world, be it Celtic music, folk music, or our bread and butter, which is competitive piping and drumming. Each and every week, we talk about the instrument that we know and love, the great Highland bagpipe, the small pipe, the kitchen pipe, every kind of silly sets of bagpipes under the sun yeah we do our best to cover it all now we actually got some queries this week about northumbrian bagpipes and would we ever cover that on the show and um the answer to that question is yes we would love to if you guys out there are aware of any other different sets of pipes out there under performing artists then definitely let us know um you know sometimes we do feel that the, the rap show is very Highland bagpipe-centred. So, yeah, if you guys would like to hear more from perhaps the Ullen piping scene, the Northumbrian bagpiping scene, then certainly get in contact with us and let us know who and what indeed we should be talking about. Yeah. Now, with each and every week, uh, we give it a plug and we do it every week. And I'm sure you guys are absolutely sick to the back teeth of hearing about it, but... <clears throat> Our Patreon is there. Like every other podcast out there, yes, we know, every podcast has one. So if you'd like to help support the show, then you can do. And you can be part of the Patreon faithful for just five bucks a month and you get your hands on tons of extra content. If anything, those of you on Patreon will probably have already seen the video interview of uh, myself chatting to Ross Miller and all of that. So that was a special sneak peek for our Patreon supporters. Yeah, so... Yeah, if you would like to help support the show, do click support, be part of the Patreon faithful, and get your mitts on tons of extra piping goodness. Episodes of Rab Show Plus, exclusive interviews, previews, I don't know, there's loads back there. Far too much to actually talk about in an introduction. I should maybe shorten this down, but there you go. Go and support us on Patreon. Also, don't forget our ongoing promotion uh, with the Flux Solutions guys. Yes, the the producers of the incredible Flux Blowpipe. Yeah, we'll be talking more about that and then the rest of the news. But um, yeah, we have an ongoing promotion with them. Just by listening to the podcast, you can save 10% at their shop by using our exclusive code PIPER10 at the checkout. <clears throat> yes, I'll say it again. 
Piper 10. If you are interested in picking up one of these Flux blowpipes, get 10% off at the checkout just by using our code Piper 10. And I just save money just by listening to the show. So definitely worth going and checking that out and taking advantage of that saving when it's there. There you are. Okay, <clears throat> we've got quite a lot to get into in this week's podcast, I feel. So let's get right to it. Now, normally with each and every Rab show, we do kick off with some listener mail. And this week is no different. So this week we got an email in from Douglas. And Douglas says, Dear Big Rab, excuse this unsolicited email. There's no such thing as unsolicited. We love getting emails. So, yes, thank you. He says, I am the president of the Eagle Piper Society in Edinburgh and wondered if you might mention on your show that the society will be launching an online solo competition for pipers graded B and C by the competing Pipers Association later this month. Ooh, now that's interesting. Uh, He goes on to say, he said, COVID has been particularly tough on the B and C grade soloists, denying them the opportunity to rise up the ranks, hence their decision to run this level of competition. We will be a little different to most other online competitions. Firstly, we're resurrecting the March to Spay Real Hornpipe and Jig MSR H&J event. The society ran in the 1960s. In the 1970s, the exact same thing. So I'm very interested in this, actually. Yeah, squeezing all of those sets together, that could be interesting. Uh, played straight through with no break, he says. Uh, should test the nerves and the concentration as well, Douglas, I think. <laughs> yeah, he goes on to say, there will, of course, be a Peabrook event as well. Secondly, all competitors will be required to wear Highland dress. I could just about talk. He says, no more Judas Priest T-shirts and flip-flops. <laughs> yeah, has to wear proper Highland dress wear. They go, excellent. Uh, he says, all judges will be from the Solo Piping Judges Association or the computer Competing Pipers Association supplemental list. So, there's some very well-known names and they've already agreed to judge. The plan is to open for entries later this month in March, with recordings to be submitted via YouTube in early June. So you do have a little bit of time to get prepared. I shall let you know when the full details are all confirmed. By the way, very much enjoy your show. Keep up the great work. Many thanks, Douglas Gardner. There you go. Douglas, thank you, man, for that email. That's really, really cool. And if anything, like you say, uh, the com- you know competitive solo pipers at B and C grade particularly, like you say, have been pretty hard hit with COVID and everything, with a lot of competitions not aimed at that grade level. So really, really excited to see that these pipers have been given this opportunity. And really quite an interesting format there. March to Spay, Real Hornpipe and Jig, all in one set with no break. Hmm, I don't know many players out there that would jump at that, you know, but I do know a lot of folks would really relish the challenge. Very interesting indeed. So for more information, of course, you can go and check out the Eagle Pipers. They're available on social media everywhere, Facebook, Twitter, all that sort of stuff. Plus the websites and all the rest with full information. And we do hope to have more information on this competition as well going forward. So hopefully we'll get another email in from Douglas and tell us all about that. Fantastic stuff. There you are, guys. And that's pretty much it for listener mail this week. It's been relatively quiet on the listener mail front. Uh, So, yeah, a lot of people actually talking over social media, however, about last week's episode and our coverage of all those weekly drones and such. And, yeah, do you remember all of that happening? That was fun. Um, So, yeah, this weekend is the RSPBA AGM. 
let's drop that one in at the very beginning of the show, shall we? <laughs> Boom, there's going to be a bombshell. Uh, but yes, we dare say it'll be an incredibly interesting meeting. It's happening Saturday the 13th, and it'll all be happening online. So nobody's actually meeting in person or anything like that. So yeah, if your band secretary has an invite to attend this meeting, please ensure that they do attend it. I have to stress that. And also, if your band has a you know suggested change or a question even to raise at this meeting, make sure that they do it. You know, put some pressure on your band secretaries here and say, right, hey, I want a question asked here. Make sure you ask it and all of that business. So it's going to be a very interesting meeting, I feel, on the 13th and hopefully on next week's podcast on St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, it's going to be a special podcast next week. Um <laughs> Yeah, on St. Patrick's Day podcast, we do hope to bring you some news from the AGM. So that will be very interesting indeed. So folks, rest assured, if there is any news at all that drops from this meeting on Saturday, get yourself over onto the Big Rab Show on Facebook or Twitter and all that sort of social media type stuff. We will do what we can to share out what we can uh, as soon as we know it. So there you go. It's going to be a very interesting weekend, folks. Not just for the AGM, but for other things that are happening as well. And we'll talk about that. Now, let's get into a little feature that we didn't do last week. And again, we drew some criticism about that. Uh, A lot of people saying, Hey, Rab, what about Word of the Week? You never did it last week. Well, that was because we had such huge news stories and that to cover last week. So, yeah. Last week's podcast was already long enough without us adding in Word of the Week and then trying to explain it. Uh, So, yeah. Let's add it in for this week's podcast, shall we? It's time for the Word of the Week. Word of the Week here on the Big Rabsha Podcast. Play. There you have it. Pretty much straightforward, I feel. This week's Word of the Week is very plain. It's in your face and it just tells you what you should do this week. I have to say that because I know a lot of people at the moment are not doing it. They're not lifting their instrument. They haven't lifted a chanter, a pair of sticks, nothing in months months and months so if you're listening to this week's podcast please just play doesn't even matter if you're preparing for anything just play for the sheer fun of it the joy of it there is a reason why you lifted that instrument in the first place you lifted it just because you wanted to you know i can't remember anyone ever lifting a set of pipes or a drum for that matter because someone forced them to Yeah, so we do it for the love of it. Remind yourself why you do this. Lift your instrument this week. And yeah, have our word of the week in mind. Play. Indeed. All right, let's move on. Now, yes, with each and every podcast, we always have our favorite feature here on the show, which is the weekly drone, where you guys can send us in absolutely anything. Uh, You know, you guys want to talk about, you know, the weather, the shoe size, the blood type, you know, anything at all, warts and all, can go on Weekly Drone. Now, the beauty of this is, is that it's completely anonymous. There's no identifying factors at all. You just send it in, warts and all, and yeah, we just present it as an opinion piece. And that's exactly what this week's Weekly Drone is. It's very much an opinion piece of one of the Big Rab Show listeners, 
and not that of ourselves here on The Big Rab Show, I have to stress. So, yeah, Aaron, what's this week's Weekly Drone? The Weekly Drone Podband Pipecast Folks, can we talk about the premier pipe band podcast? No, not the Big Rab Show, not the Chanter Rant, not the Up to the Line Pipe Band podcast, but the Pod Band Pipecast. From episode one, they gave themselves this premier title and have yet to have a single episode that earns them this title. Sorry, but my opinion is that this show is a slow-motion car wreck. You know it's going to be awful. And you just can't turn away. I could go into the many, many details why people should be told to avoid this show. Please let your listeners know that this is not the premier podcast in the piping world. Not by a long shot. Please know your subject. Engage with the community. Not just your own band. Don't insult world-class musicians by saying that their music is kinda cool. Snare drums don't have slinkies in the bottom head. Not all pipers use synthetic reeds because cane reeds are hard. We don't need to know how many flavours of Mountain Dew you don't like. You can maybe tell I'm slightly passionate about this. Week after week I tune in and I'm infuriated with what I hear. I have to download a back catalogue episode of either The Rab Show or The Chanter Rant to restore my equilibrium. Rab and the team, you have asked us to listen to this mess and to draw your own conclusions. I hope you don't mind me sharing my conclusions on the premier pipe band podcast that title rests with you guys 100 percent the weekly drone wow um some really quite passionate thoughts there i think on fellow podcasters the pod band pipecast now i have to say I have kind of fallen by the wayside of listening to the Podband Pipecast. I have been doing my utmost to try and keep up with every episode, uh, but frankly, I haven't been able to keep up of late. And if anything, that's kind of a downside on, on my part. I should be doing what I can to engage with, you know, the piping audience and the piping media for that matter, and, you know, trying to keep up to date with what they're doing over there. But I have to say... Uh, yeah, things have just been so dead busy here in Rab Show, I just haven't had time to listen. And obviously things haven't been going too great over there, according to our listener. Now I have to say again, these opinions are opinions of you guys, the listeners of the show, and your opinions on that get submitted on Weekly Drone, they're not that of a big Rab Show. Uh, yeah, you know, I do think there is a place for all of us in the podcasting scene, especially in the piping scene, you know. I'd, I'd love the up-to-the-line pod, you know. Of course, you guys know us and Chatterant are like, you know, twins. 
It's weird. Yeah, I'd love the chat around pod. And the guys at the Pod Band Pipecast, yeah, they're the premier pipe band podcast. And um, sometimes their content can be a little bit strange. But, you, you know, if anything, one thing I really want to take exception to is a lot of listeners uh, to the Pod Band Pipecast would actually email us here at the Big Rab Show asking questions about topics and things that they've covered on their show. And I have to ask you, uh, please direct your mail and your questions to the actual presenters and the people who make the Podband Pipecast. Uh, not to ourselves here in the Big Rab Show, because we haven't a clue sometimes what they're talking about week on week. So whenever we get emails asking questions about an episode, uh, we have no idea what they're talking about over there. So, yeah, please direct your questions, your queries... Uh, over there to the Pod Band Pipecast, and they will hopefully get back to you. But as far as ourselves goes in the Rab Show, yeah, I do want to lend my support to them. Like I said, the podcasting world is a big world, and there's a place in it for everyone. And uh, yeah, those guys over there, you know, making episodes all about piping every week. Yeah, fair play to them. Happy days. More power to your elbow, as they say here in Northern Ireland. Keep her lit. <laughs> yeah, and I'll do what I can to get caught up and everything. Yeah, so there you go. So far be it from me to kind of talk disparagingly of another podcast. I'm certainly not doing that. I am supporting here the Podband Pipecast. I'm just asking you again, like our weekly droner just said, to listen to it, but um, draw your own conclusions. Indeed. There you go. All right. Thank you, weekly droner. That's controversial. What a way to start the show, boys. Well... I don't think we're starting at this point. We're actually about half roads through by now in the news and everything. Let's get into the news, shall we? Oh, by the way, if you do want to submit a weekly drone, don't forget you can do. Go to thebigrabshow.com forward slash weekly drone. That's where you do it, and that's where you can submit your thoughts, your feelings, and your comments on the goings-on in the piping scene, just like our weekly droner did this week. (laughs) Talking about the premier pipe band podcast. Yeah, uh, so you can get that sent in to us there over our website completely anonymously. And yeah, your thoughts can hit the next episode of the pod. There you go. All right, let's get into some actual news, first of all. Well, of course, this is the 10th of March. It is International Bagpipe Day. Yay! And I have to say a very happy International Bagpipe Day to everyone listening right now. So if you listen to this when it's been uploaded, happy Bagpipe Day. I hope you all have the best day possible and that you actually did manage to play a tune or two. Uh, But also, yesterday, I think, was International Women's Day as well. So, happy Women's Day to all of our women out there. And I have to say, there's been quite a lot of uh, piping outlets out there celebrating uh, women's contributions and stuff in the piping scene. It's been really, really cool. And if anything, I have to give a shout-out specifically to the guys of the Up to the Line Pipe Band podcast. They dropped an episode... On International Women's Day, and what an episode it was. You really have to go and check it out. They were chatting to four women in the piping scene, and uh, what an awesome episode. Yeah, they got catching up with Faye Henderson, Anna Smart, Anne Spaulding, and Alison Crowley-Duncan, of course. So, yeah, they joined Stuart, John, and Scott from the team, and, yeah, just talk all about women's contributions in the piping scene. Really quite fascinating. So, yeah, shout-out to you guys. Quite an awesome episode, and a lot more awesome episodes to come as well from the guys at the Up to the Line Pipe Band Pod. So, i also seen they got a write-up as well on bagpipe.news as well. So, awesome stuff. It's great to see the Up to the Line Pod flourishing at the moment. It's really outstanding. So... 
Hey, as much as we had, you know, a weekly drone slagging off one particular podcast, I have to say I'm a huge fan of the Up to the Line pod. So if you haven't listened to it yet, you really are missing a trick. And yeah, every episode is absolute gold. So yeah, go and have a listen to it now. Incredible stuff. There you go. Shout out to the Up to the Line Pipe Band podcast. And shout out to Happy Women's Day and also for International Bagpipe Day. Now, I have to mention as well, if you're listening to this on International Bagpipe Day, there is a special 10% discount available on the website, thebagpipeshop.co.uk. And that's ran by the, the National Piping Centre, of course. So if you do fancy getting 10% off, depending on when you're listening to this, uh, you go to thebagpipeshop.co.uk and there's 10% off across the entire store for International Bagpipe Day. What's not to love about that? Awesome stuff. All right, now, I have to say, and especially for us folks here in the UK, we're really quite suffering at the moment because there's not much movement in the piping scene. There's been some, but not much, but I have to give a shout-out to the folks down under. Yeah, in Australia and New Zealand seems to be where all the piping action is at the moment. Yeah, I have to give a mention, of course, to the Brisbane Boys College Scottish Pipe Band. They're going to be holding a competition and Saturday the 28th of March. Yeah, this is coming up very soon. Uh, so just a few weeks actually. So get that into your calendars. And if you are in that area, then definitely get along to it. As far as any kind of live streamed content or anything like that, we've no idea if there's going to be any coverage from this event. Uh, but hey, I really hope there will be. Because there will be pipe bands, drum majors, of course, Highland dancing and all sorts of cool stuff. It looks like one heck of an event. And I'm incredibly jealous and, uh, you know, watching the piping action coming from down under at the moment, it just draws a tear to your eyes, seriously. You know, I t- oh, it's heartbreaking. But I have to say, yeah, I'm so happy to see the piping scene continuing to thrive down under, you know, post-COVID, I suppose. So there you go. Get that into your calendars. The Brisbane Boys College Highland Gathering is happening on the 28th of March. And uh, we really hope to see some content online from that competition. Yeah, so we can live precariously through you guys. <laughs> so I have to give a shout out to the folks in New Zealand who on the 19th and 20th of March, we're looking forward to the New Zealand Nationals. Yes! Now, I did mention on last week's podcast that there was a little bit of a shadow of doubt over this event. Uh, but that has now, thankfully, all been cleared up. There's been a little announcement that's been posted on social media um, about the the New Zealand Nationals that are coming in. And, yeah, they talk about the live stream details. Also, that there'll be free Wi-Fi on the park. They also give us the schedule as well. So, it'll be a little bit different from previous years, I have to say. So, on the Friday, we'll have Grade 4B and 4A. We'll also have the Street March competition on the Friday as well. But then on the Saturday, we'll have the Juvenile event, Grade 3, Grade 2 and Grade 1. Plus, we'll also have a display of Mace Flourishing by our drum majors along with the prize giving. Now, the links and everything for you guys to watch this online will all be through the Royal New Zealand Pipe Band Association YouTube channel. Yes, that's all been posted now on social media and they will be broadcast live both Friday and Saturday from the New Zealand Nationals will all be on the YouTube channel from the New Zealand Association. So as soon as we get those links and everything, once they're posted, we will certainly be sharing those out on the Rab Show social media so you guys can catch that. Uh, But yeah, I have to say I'm so keen to watch this. Yeah, stupidly excited would be an understatement. The New Zealand Nationals always 
always has incredible music at it and yeah i cannot wait for next weekend's nationals man so there you go new zealand nationals going to be live streamed in its totality including the street march as well as far as i understand so that's going to be friday 19th and saturday the 20th for the new new zealand nationals awesome stuff there you go so, yeah, plenty of action happening down under, including some action that happened this past weekend, of course, with previous competitions. I have to give a mention to the Florette Fives, yeah, who held like a mini band competition. And that was, of course, uh, held by the Perth Highland Pipe Band. Now, they have uploaded all the results and stuff all the way up until Grade 1, where, of course, we had the Western Australian Police Pipe Band, who finished up on top spot in Grade 1. We also had Perth Metro uh, competing as well, and they came in second. Not bad. Bad at all. Now, we had quite a large field of bands in this event, and I'm not going to sit and read all the list of who won what. If you aren't interested at all of what happened there in Western Australia, then there you go. Go and have a look for it. It's on Pipe Bands, Western Australia's uh, social media, and you can have a look at all the results. Awesome stuff. <laughs> also, I have to give a mention to Pipe Bands in Queensland. They had a competition this past be- weekend as well, and uh, again, they have the full listings of who won what and what grade and everything. Shout out to Brisbane's Boys College, who seemed to clean up quite a lot, and a lot of respective grades. Quite an interesting competition, and uh, yeah, looking forward to seeing more action there from pipe bands in Queensland, and a lot more competitions to come. Very exciting stuff. You know, reading all of these competitions and stuff happening down under you really get an appreciation for social media and things like that. Because us here in the UK at the moment, obviously we can't be there thanks to COVID and everything. We can't travel to events like this. So our only means of actually seeing these is through online videos or potential live streams. So now that I'm on the receiving end of that, and I know the value of live streaming. I now know why a lot of people were really supportive of ourselves in the Big Rab Show whenever we were uh, live streaming some of the majors. So I can completely understand it now. <laughs> I understand your frustration. So there you go. But yeah, uh, for anyone down under who might be listening to this, we're incredibly jealous and you're so lucky to be able to meet up and play tunes again. Please enjoy it. Um, relish every single second of it because us in the UK can't even practice together at the moment, never mind compete against each other. Ugh. So, yeah, if you're thinking to yourself, ugh, I have a competition this weekend, ugh, can't be bothered, then, yeah, just think of the folks who are just wanting to bait down the door to get out and start playing again. <laughs> also, if you can, snap a little photo, take a little video or something, wherever you are in competitions down under, and yeah, post it for us online. We'd love to see it, you know. We just want to see bands playing again. And that's exactly what we've been doing. Watching all of the coverage from events down under, it's been brilliant. So if you're going to the New Zealand Nationals, send us a Big Rab Show selfie, you know. Hashtag Big Rab Show selfie. Send us a Rab Show selfie. And also for you folks in Australia as well, if you are involved in any of the upcoming games as well, definitely Send us a selfie. Let us know that you're enjoying yourselves, guys. And, uh, yeah, who, hi, here's an idea. Why not send us in a voicemail? Yeah, send us a voicemail from the grass. That would be awesome. You can email it in, bigrabshow at gmail.com, and we'll happily play it here on the show. There you go. All right, I have to give a mention this week to the bag Bagpipe Refurb Company, which is not easy to say in the podcast. Uh, yeah, Derek obviously runs the Bagpipe Refurb Co., and for the longest time, he's been kind of 
double jobbing. He put a post up on social media not too long ago to say that some of you out there might not be aware, but um, yeah, as part of working in the business of the bagpipe refurb company, he's also been holding down a day job. And he's been doing bagpipe refurbishment works in his spare time. Well, business is booming, apparently, for refurbishment works. And as a result, he's been able to jack in the day job. And now bagpipe refurbing has become his full-time job. There you are. So for more information, of course, and see some examples of his incredible work, I have to say some of these bagpipes he, he gets in are in bits And he just makes them shine like new. They're absolutely incredible. So, yeah, talk split stocks. There's broken ivory and also crazy. But he is able to refurb the entire thing and make it look like new. Go and check it out. The Bagpipe Refurb refurb Company. And shout out to Derek. And, uh, yeah, congratulations, mate. I'm glad things are going so well for you. And keep up the great work, man, because, honestly, it's incredible. So go and check it out on social media. And I think it's on Instagram as well. He, you know, obviously uploads photographs of all of his work. It's simply brilliant to see. There you are. Awesome stuff. All right. A little gig announcement. Well, say little. And not just one gig. There's a whole tour been announced. Shout out to Tidelines. Yeah, from the Celtic and folk music scene, Tidelines are hitting the stage again. And hopefully from the 25th of August. Yeah, this is their Shadow to the Light tour that I think has already been postponed. And this is them now finally beginning to tour their album, Eye of the Storm. Thank goodness. So, yeah, you can go and hopefully see Tidelines. All of their tour dates are now up. Of course, it's a bit of a tour of Scotland. They're not visiting anywhere else in the UK or around the world. So you have dates through August, September and October. And we do hope to see more dates announced after that. But we just are waiting for with bated breath, I suppose. Mm. The first gig on the 25th of August is in Glasgow and it's in King Tut's and has been absolutely sold out. Yeah, so for those of you interested, go and check out Tidelines, uh, tidelinesband.com and go and get tickets for their upcoming tour. Very exciting stuff. I'd be glad to see the guys back on stage again. Yeah. All right, speaking of musicians and such, I have to give a mention this week. Of course, to Kyle Howey. It seems to be we mention Kyle on every single rap show now. <laughs> it's nearly par for the course. Hi, Kyle. How's it going, man? Yeah, Kyle has been incredibly busy. He has been uploading a March a day for March. Yes, it's the month of March, and every single day, Kyle Howey has been playing his set of Wallace bagpipes with his G1 gold chanter. He's been pelting out the marches every day. And it's so far, it's been incredible. Ten marches in total, and I'm looking forward to hearing all 31, to be honest. I'm interested to see what tunes he'll pick. Uh, and if anything, that's kind of the, the game here. It's like an advent calendar, you know? You don't know what you're going to get every day. Uh, so, for yeah, if you want to check out the performances, you can go to Kyle Howe's YouTube channel. He uploads there every day through March. And every day is a different March. It's really, really cool. So, shout out to Kyle. Keep up the good playing, mate. And your pipes sound amazing, by the way. With that G1 gold chanter. Ooh, la la. Yeah, very, very cool. So, yeah, go and check it out. Definitely worth watching, for sure. All right. Also, like I said at the very beginning of the show, we were going to talk more about the Flux Blowpipe. Don't forget our special offer, Piper10, whenever you go to their website, fluxsolutions.co.uk, and use our code Piper10 to get money off of the checkout. There you go. But yes, the reason why we're talking about them is because they've put up something really that you shouldn't do. 
they've put it on social media and a big yeah, a big warning for everyone. Do not do this. It's incredibly risky. What they did is they actually took one of their blowpipe blowpipes, the flux blowpipe, and they put it under the wheel of the car. And they drove over the thing to see if it would break. What? So they were kind of wanting to show off the strength of the blowpipe and just how sturdy of a product it was. Because I think there has been some commentary and stuff of people asking, saying, ah, you know, you know, is it flimsy? Will it break? And all that. So, yeah, the guys at Flux Solutions, to kind of show you how strong it was, they drove over the thing. And there was a few scratches, a few scuff marks from the pavement, but absolutely intact. It looked as if it had never been drove over. Now, I don't know. If you were to do that with a standard plastic blowpipe or uh, even you know, even a blackwood blowpipe, oh, God, heaven forbid, that thing would be in bits. But, yeah, the Flux blowpipe survived the driving over of a car. And uh, we would not recommend you do this, by the way. Do not test this yourself. <laughs> But, um, yeah, fair play to the guys at Flux Blowpipes for actually testing this and, um, yeah, showcasing the strength of their blowpipe. Um, quite an interesting experiment, nonetheless. But, uh, yeah, shows you how well constructed they are. Absolutely indestructible. Yeah. All right, let's get into some association news. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, I know, you just don't want to talk about the association and all the rest. But, yes... This weekend is the AGM, like we've already mentioned. But we have to give a little mention to a story that broke on bagpipe.news this week. It appears that the RSPBA have set up a brand new cross-association working group. And it didn't tell anybody. And then all of a sudden out comes this press release and everyone's like, What? When did this happen? Well, the group apparently is supposed to be an international liaison group. It's kind of a subgroup within the organization's music board. And it's been established to try and help keep things in order and to improve communication between member associations around the world and to provide better understanding of each other and what's going on. So the chairman of the subgroup within the music board is Alistair Duthie of Perthshire in Scotland. And he managed to tell Bagpipe.News that the idea was to meet periodically, probably two or three times a year, using video conference software. So, you know, just to improve communications and just kind of catch up with everyone. Talk about examples of best practice, what's going on with themselves, all of that sort of stuff. Apparently, the subgroup has already held its first meeting this past weekend there, and 15 associations in total were all taking part, including Australia, New Zealand, South Africa, Ireland, the US, and Canada, which is very, very interesting indeed. And uh, if anything, you know, if we have any recorded details of these conversations, it would be interesting. For myself, talking personally, when I read this, I did think... Back to my time when I attended my first ever competition in the United States. Whenever I went to Stone Mountain Highland Games. I learned so much from that experience. I always thought the piping and drumming was this weird little thing that we did here in the UK. And then finally making the journey and travelling and seeing piping happening internationally. Especially in the United States to see how it's been done differently. I do think that there's a lot that we could learn from each other. You know, ourselves in the UK clearly could learn a lot of lessons with how you folks over there in the US do it, with how folks in the UK 
do it as well. We could learn lessons vice versa. But also, looking at Australia and New Zealand and the likes of their street march competitions and stuff, I would love to see that here in the UK. I don't know about you guys, but watching the street, street march competition videos on YouTube has been one of my favourite hobbies this past couple of weeks. <laughs> Can I just say that Canterbury, ooh, they know how to play a good street march. Oh, baby, do they know how to do a street march. Anyway, I'm digressing here off script. Oh, totally. But yeah, street march competitions and being able to learn from each other internationally. I think this is such a positive move by the RSPBA. Opening the doors of communications with member, you know, associations like this. This can only be seen as a positive. Will we see it actually affect change here in the UK scene? Or perhaps scenes internationally? You know, will we see changes in the US? South Africa, Ireland, maybe, Canada perhaps, who knows, we, I guess we'll have to wait and see. Once this working group from the music board has an opportunity to meet more than twice, maybe, I don't know, half dozen times, will we see this, you know, possibly start to shape things in the future for our piping scene? Well, I have to say, in my own personal opinion, I really hope so. Yeah, because like I said, from my own experience from travelling internationally, I do believe there are better ways to do this thing that we call competitive piping. And, uh, yeah, I think we can learn a lot from each other and how we can do it differently. So, yeah, very interesting development there by RSPBA. And I have to say, I complete, completely sing their praises on this one. Quite an incredible idea. I'm glad to see that they're taking it forward. Awesome stuff. Now, also talking about the RSPBA, I have to mention our own Northern Ireland branch here. Yes, Quite an interesting development here. They were talking about the next upcoming uh, competition season for us here in Northern Ireland. Now, at the moment, the recommendation that will be happening at the next branch meeting is that there will be no competitions in April, May, June or even July. Now, that's only a recommendation. There's been no decision made yet. So... But that's the road that they're going down. So in a couple of weeks, whenever our branch here in Northern Ireland has a meeting, we do expect an announcement to come out to say, nah, no competitions up until July. Now, I have to say, though, that the RSPBA executive in Northern Ireland, they're also considering organising something really quite interesting, uh, which they're calling a pipe band festival. Now, these will be events that are going to be held over two Saturdays, potentially one in August, one in on September. Nothing in stone yet. But it's you know, they're talking about a festival where bands can just turn up and play. The intention of this is not for competition, it's just simply to showcase bands who are in attendance. And I have to say this is such a positive move. I am absolutely a fan of this. It's an incredible idea. Because, let's face it, bands cannot practice together at the moment, but just the fact that they could possibly meet up and play somewhere, just in like a festival setting, just to join up together and enjoy the music, honestly, I think is an incredible idea, and I'm all for it. So bands at the moment, of course, they understand that festival events and competitions and stuff obviously will take considerable planning. And the RSPBA Northern Ireland folks will do what they can. So they're not making any promises at this stage, but they will do what they can. But this is just to let you know that they're thinking about things like this. And I have to say I'm all for it. Now, 
if you are interested in taking part in this, and if bands could even email them and let them know of their availability, they are wanting you to contact them. So you can email them, secretary at rspbani.org, and indicate whether you'll be able to commit to such an event. Yeah. Now, of course, this is all subject to government regulations and such, so we will see what the outcome is, but we are looking, hopefully, hopefully, for a bit of a pipe band festival. Not a competition, it's just like a showcase event, really, for bands to gather up locally and play a few tunes. And, man, I'm so excited for this. I don't care if it's a pipe band playing in someone's backyard. I will go to it. <laughs> try and keep me away i'm very excited for this obviously competitions are going to be so much harder to organize in 2021 the way the regulations are here at the moment in the uk everything is so strict it's not looking like we will have any competitions especially here in northern ireland through the month of july yeah so come august when the doors hopefully open again this will be such a great way to get bands back together again seeing friends again and playing tunes Dead excited for this. Quite an interesting development. For more information, of course, you can go and check out the RSPBA Northern Ireland's website. It's up there now. Go and have a look at it. Very exciting stuff. All right. Now, the last little bit of association news. I have to mention North Berwick. Yeah, North Berwick is cancelled. Did you guys see the news? Now, I have to say, North Berwick is normally what we call... The canary down the mine for the worlds. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's This one was scheduled for August 7th. And yeah, there's been a decision made that the event will not happen. Yeah, the, the event has been, the plug has been pulled. So yeah, obviously this is all because of government guidelines and everything. And the organizers of it themselves have just said, that's it. We're not holding the event this year. Uh, plugs pulled. We're not having a North Berwick this year. Which is absolutely heartbreaking, if we're honest. North Berwick is an incredible competition. Um, but it does have us very worried then for the Worlds, which would normally be the following week. You know, we would normally see a lot of international bands travelling over and competing at North Berwick for a bit of a warm-up for the Worlds the following week. So seeing it North Berwick is not happening is very worrying and concerning for all whenever we're looking at piping live in the world championships guys as long you know <laughs> at the moment we have yet to receive a proper update with regards to the world's no idea is the answer like we keep getting it every week keep asking rab is the world's happening we have no idea and that's the truth we have no clue absolutely no clue but as soon as we know we will let you know yeah so there you go no north Berwick for 2021 uh oh, that's terrible all right, I have to give a mention to the Red Hot Chili Pipers. Yes, they're running a competition to help the band celebrate their 20th anniversary. They want you to organize their anniversary tour logo. And if you win, you can win up to 250 quid. Not bad. Yeah, plus, you know, this will be um, on the band's exclusive uh, merchandise, their posters, all that stuff. You'll see the logo plastered everywhere. So if you do fancy yourself as a bit of a logo designer and you're a fan of the Red Hot Chilies, then also if you're a fan of 250 quid as a prize, then go ahead. Have, have a go. Check it out. The Red Hot Chili Papers on social media. They want you to design their new logo for their yeah, 20th anniversary tour. Awesome stuff. 
All right, I have to mention at this point in the show, Eric Evanhouse. Eric Evanhouse! Absolute legend. You guys know Eric, of course, as the composer of the Big Rab Show Hornpipe, which was the theme tune for the podcast here for the longest time. Eric is an absolute legend, and he's done it again. He's been putting his pen to paper, and this time, instead of composing, he's took his hand to arranging. Did you guys see this? Yeah, Eric sometimes. I don't. His music just seems to come out of the blue, but it hits you in the face like a punch. It's ridiculous how good it is. So, yeah, Eric Evanhouse managed to rearrange Amazing Grace, and he calls it Amazing Disgrace. There you have it. That's Eric Evanhouse's amazing disgrace. <laughs> With harmonies and all. That's incredible. I really enjoyed that. So yeah, class. Loved it. So thank you, Eric, for that. And for those of you interested, of course, Eric has shared out the sheet music for that. So if you do fancy uh, ticking your hand to possibly playing it, then you can have a go. Yeah, the sheet music's everywhere. Eric has it posted all over social media. Go and check him out. Eric Evanhouse and his amazing disgrace. <laughs> <laughs> brilliant stuff. Thanks. I love bringing a bit of music to the show. Thanks, Eric. That's brilliant. All right. Moving on. I have to give a mention to the Macmillan Pipe Band. I did mention it in last week's show. Entries are now open and I think registration for their competition that's going to be held online closes on April 30th. For more information on their virtual solo competition, including all of your playing requirements and such, they're open for pipers, drummers, tenor drummers and bass drummers. Um, yeah, go and have a look at their social media. The Macmillan Pipe Band Virtual Solo Competition. All your entries are open now and they close April 30th. So you do have a good bit of time actually to get your set list together and uh, get your entry forms in. There you are. So that's available now. Also, I have to give a mention to the Argyle and Southern Highlanders Pipe Music Collection. Remember a while ago we were talking... We were talking to Davey actually as we were putting together this book talking all about the collection... Well, they've been incredibly busy. Volume 2 is in the works, and at the moment they've actually received 70 original compositions for this. 70! That's insane! Apparently they have 26 marches, 21 jigs, 4 strispays, 5 slow airs, 5 reels, 
eight hornpipes, and even a peabrach. <laughs> what? This music collection is going to be insane. Yeah, so I'm dead excited to see how this is going to pan out. It's great to see. Uh, whenever Davey put the, the call out, Davey Hunter on the podcast, to put the call out for people to submit tunes, uh, people seem to be submitting them like mad. So over 70 original compositions. That's brilliant to see. So, yes, if we find out more information, of course, about, you know, the release date, when you can get your hands on this collection and everything, we'll let you know. But just to remind you, Volume 1 is still available. If you do want to go and grab it, you can do. Just go and type it into your search engine, the Argyle and Southern Highlanders uh, collection, and you'll get Volume 1, which is still available. Although, remember chatting to Davey on the pod, he does say that it could be possibly running out very soon. Limited supplies are available, so if you do want to get one, go now. Go and grab it. All right. Okay, I have to give a mention, before we get into this week's topic of the week, to the Elephant Sessions. Yes, those fans of trad music and some blistering piping as well. Shout out to the Elephant Sessions. They are now working on their fourth album. Oh, my God! Yeah, I'm a huge fan of the Elephant Sessions. I've actually played them a bunch of times on the BBC show, never mind on the Rab show. Play them all the time. So, yeah, Elephant Sessions working on album number four. That's all they've said. They haven't told us anything about track list, release dates, even what the album's called. At the moment, they're just calling it album four. <laughs> So, yeah, as soon as we know any more information about uh, the Elephant Sessions brand new album, we'll certainly let you know. Looking forward to that. Yeah. Now, I have to give a shout. Actually, before we get into the podcast topic of the week and all that goodness, if you are going to be holding a St. Patrick's Day gig and everything, if you have like any online live streams, stuff like that, then definitely send it our direction ahead of next week's podcast, which will be going out on St. Patrick's Day. Yes, 17th of March, just around the corner, just next week, in fact. So, yeah, if you have any upcoming gigs, any online performances, anything like that, and you would love to give them a little shout on the podcast next week, send them in to us. BigRabShow at gmail.com is the email address. And, uh, yeah, we'd love to give you or your band or whoever is performing a shout on next week's St. Patrick's Day episode. Yeah, okay. Alrighty, folks. That's it. It's time to get into this week's topic of the week. And uh, yeah, you guessed it. It's time for a big cup of tea. It's time for the topic of the week. The British Drum Company is a young player in the drumming world that has established its reputation as a manufacturer of exceptional drum kits. And it's now turning its attention to the bagpiping world. The world of pipe band drumming is represented by the Axial Range. Launched in August 2019 with innovative features, developed alongside British Drum Co. International Marching Specialist Jim Kilpatrick, MBA. The stunning Axial Range was then selected by the Grade 1 Drum Corps of Glasgow Police Pipe Band for the 2020 season. British Drum Co. drums are all handmade, made by craftsmen in Stockport in the UK. The build quality and attention to every detail is second to none, contributing to British Drum Co.'s reputation as artisan makers of some of the finest drums available today. These drums are available only through approved British Drum Co. specialist dealers. For more information on all British Drum Co. products, please visit BritishDrumCo.com or follow on Facebook, Instagram or Twitter. The British Drum Company. Look amazing, sound amazing, feel amazing.
LoneStarPiper.com. Your one-stop shop for all of your piping and drumming needs. Thanks to the continued support of their friends and customers throughout the years, Lone Star Piper is now the official retailer for R.G. Hardy in the United States of America. From custom hand-sewn Gaelic-themed kilts and uniforms to R.G. Hardy and Henderson bagpipes, LoneStarPiper.com has you covered from head to toe. With R.G. Hardy's extensive line of products, they have everything you need to be successful on or off the grass. If you have any questions about any of the products they carry, you can contact Jeremy at sales at LoneStarPiper.com. LoneStarPiper.com, helping champions look and sound their best. McClellan Bagpipes, from North American artisan bagpipe maker Roddy McClellan, from Euston, Scotland. They adhere to the highest traditions of Scottish bagpipe making, using the finest materials, employing bespoke design and committing to constant innovation and evolution. Including exciting new products such as the Elevation Chanter, plus restoration work on vintage bagpipes for the next generation. Check out bespokebagpipes.com for more information. McClellan Bagpipes. Born in Scotland, made in the USA. Hello. This is Fred Morrison, and you're listening to The Big Rab Show. Ah, yes. Topic of the week time, and I absolutely loved that cup of tea today. <laughs> what is it about topic of the week and me and cups of tea? I could have stayed in for a second, and you know if I'm honest. But hey, podcast needs done. So, and this week's topic actually is really quite huge. I'm dead excited to bring this interview to this week's pod. Shout out to Ross Miller! Ross Miller, the legend... Oh, I'm so excited to bring him to this week's pod, and if anything, it's been a long time coming. We've been wanting to chat to Ross on the podcast now for a while, so it's just brilliant to be able to say this next sentence. Let's welcome Ross Miller to the Big Rab Show podcast. Ross Miller, how are you? I'm very well, Rab. Thanks for having me on. Not at all. I mean, you've been incredibly busy, mate, I have to say. Yeah, you've been finding lockdown, um, I don't know, a chance to kind of put the work gloves on and get to work <laughs> yeah well I, I i don't think that because I, I feel like i'm i'm way quieter than i normally am but um <laughs> I, I think i think anyone who lives with me or kind of is in close contact with me will tell you otherwise that i've, I've been working quite hard over the last well the last year i guess that's it you have indeed so well we're going to get into something that you have coming up soon you have quite an exciting project keep that under my hat for now but first of all i want to look back to 2019 it's been quite a year for you you know lifting the world championship of course with the mighty Inverary. but i have to ask then about your experience with the bbc young traditional musician of the year you made it through to the final i did yes that was very exciting i was very um happy and privileged to get there it was it was a brilliant experience and um, it was great to get to play as part of Celtic Connections at the City Halls and things. It seems like so long ago in such a different world. Um, <laughs> January 2019, it's, it's yeah. mental. But um, yeah, and it was it was a great night. I was uh, I think I was last on, so I got um, I, I had to like kind of watch everybody else. But also it was like weird because. I couldn't watch everyone else because of the way the city halls is laid out. Yeah. There was like a TV screen, but no audio. So like I could just see what was happening, but not hear it <laughs> the whole time. And then it was like, you can't, so you know, for a normal piping competition, it's, um, you just, you like play your pipes like as like your warm up and things. And that's kind of like to get you settled. But because of like the concert hall, I couldn't really play my pipes. So I had to like tune them on a very minimal basis. And it was such a weird kind of experience from like a, comp- a competitive piping point of view. Yeah, so, that, 
Because I was going to ask you about that, you know, the tuning and everything. Like you're playing with other, you know, instrumentalists who are playing like fiddles and whistles and things, and they're pretty quiet, but Highland Pipes can, they're up there, you know? So, so how did you tackle that then? Did you just find like a little back room somewhere or? Yeah, just, um, I just had to play before the show started, I think in the, the break, and then just just embrace it basically is the is the key and i think when you do more and more of this kind of stuff um you realize that pipers kind of take the mickey a bit with like what we expect in terms of tuning facilities and tuning <laughs> tuning situations like for competitions it's like you've only got four minutes to tune your pipes like everybody and it's like oh i don't know if i'll get my pipes in tune in four minutes and like to be honest i haven't on many occasions i haven't got my pipes in tune in four minutes and uh, and all this kind of thing but yeah for the for the gigs you can play your pipes at the start put them down play a whistle do a song whatever and then have to pick them back up and they still should be there or thereabouts in tune so it's about having the instrument set up in a slightly different way and it's something I've definitely learned a lot about over over time. I'm sure maintenance is bound to be key for that yeah. you know yeah and if anything you probably learned that from your experience in playing in Kayleigh's you know the Kayleigh experience you know where you lift an instrument set it down lift it set it down and it has to work every time. Yeah. Did you draw from your experience you know really from doing gigs like that? Yeah sure yeah, well, just, just the, the more I kind of play with people who are not pipers are in like a pipe because in pipe bands and in solo piping as as everybody will know and you know it's where we're all about the the tuning and making sure it's perfect and things and it, you start you i think it, you, when you're playing with other instruments yes it has to be in tune but you almost start to care less about it because as long as it sounds good and it is in tune it's fine it doesn't have to like i, I don't know it's, it's quite difficult to explain it doesn't have to be like perfect because there's other things covering the fact that it's not perfect I guess. There you go. it doesn't have to read the exact point on the meter and everything yeah exactly so if anything can i ask about your preparation and that and your set list and that that you put together for the event i have to say yeah sure. wide varied and i was a huge fan ross can you tell us about that process yeah, sure. So I um, had some, I, I guess I just, I wanted to kind of come out with a faster set, do a slower set in the middle and finish with a faster set. It was basically the, the idea, um, the general arc. You only have 50 minutes to showcase what um, like what you've been working at and what you want to showcase. So I think it's important to try and kind of think about the shape first and then kind of fit tunes to fit, to fit that. So yeah, I started with uh, kind of old hornpipe and had the band going just to kind of get get the groove on the go and then I played some of my own tunes and then in the middle I had did a nice Gaelic um Gaelic slower Gaelic air and then um a we two four march um which was a bit different it's called pipe major Robert Rennie and it's the one that's got the the ending that goes yes as well and then the final set was the Leaving Arisig set that I've been playing for a few years now in different kind of guises and different ways. But basically that tune goes worked well with the last tune, which is called I Write. And then put some space in the middle to try and kind of get a bit more of a varied repertoire. So it wasn't just reels and jigs. Um, and yeah, some space and then... Um, Correct on with some some kind of fast reels to for the big the big finish hopefully was the was the plan anyway and then the slower comes back over the top of the reel which I guess is a kind of homage to my piping thing it's quite a that that's quite a medley thing to do nowadays in in the last ten years or so lots of bands have been doing that that's it the bit of the reprise I think you call it is that yeah, the fancy word yeah. for it but yeah honestly I watched the performance just with a huge smile on my face thinking yes go on Ross it was absolutely brilliant 
So for any folks at home who haven't seen it yet, I think it is still available on the BBC website. You can go and actually look at the, yes. the performance. So do yourself a favor and go and watch it. It's fantastic. So Ross, you did mention a track there, I Write, and that featured on your album, of course, yeah. The Rook. We've been playing The Rook now on The Rab Show until we're blue in the face. <laughs> Everyone <laughs> seems to love it. Can you tell us then about the thinking of the production of this album? What sort of process was involved in picking the track list? Sure. Well, so I wanted, I, I was um, planning to release an album and um, basically to coincide with, I was this time last year was on tour in Germany and um, everybody else who I was going with had a CD and I didn't have a CD. So I was like, well, I need to have a CD. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> and then it was a good opportunity. I felt like I was a kind of stage in my career where I wanted to put something out to have my own thing to put out. So um, yeah, I, I got, um, got some of my pals on board and um, yeah, we just, we, we had four, it was supposed, it initially started as like a bow tie idea. It was going to be like the big sets at the start and the end, myself in the middle, and then kind of working my way down to that. And from that, that was the idea. But it kind of ended up being a bit more kind of spread out than that. But um, yeah, there's four sets with like the full band with all, all, um, all, all guns blazing. And then there's like a few sets with just me and a kind of smaller ensemble, a quartet or so. And then there's a couple with just me and Rory Matheson on the piano. And then um, a couple of slower ones. And then there's one, it's just me playing the quartet as well. So that's, that's, um, that's the one I wanted to talk to you about, the quartet one. That honestly was bound to be so difficult to put together, Ross. You're playing four different parts layered on top of each other. I can't describe it to folk without actually listening to it, you know. Can, can you tell us about how you managed to put that together? <laughs> Yeah, well, it was just the same kind of idea. So I was lucky that I played in a, in a quartet called Braw Egg with Chris Lee and Callum Kay and Enora Maurice uh, over the last kind of couple of years before that. And we played, like, my tune's the first tune on it, and it's a bit of a kind of irregular um, thing. It's called the Opportunistic Chocolate Bar. Um, there you go. <laughs> because, because when I was in it, I didn't have a title for it, and uh, the album was coming up, and um, we kept grabbing... Um, snacks when, when I was in Australia uh, playing at the, the Edinburgh Military Tattoo out there mm-hmm. and um, we kept grabbing snacks but the melody keeps grabbing itself it's kind of difficult without hearing it but it kind of grabs yeah. a wee extra beat here and there it so does. I thought that was a kind of uh, a good way to, to describe it and then uh, and then Callum Kay's tune who's one of the members of Rob Beg and we played it at Pipe and Live but in like two different sets with different things and I kind of brought them together and did uh, an arrangement and kind of bridged the gap. And so I just basically wrote it as if I was writing for a quartet and then just played them all myself, essentially. But the, yeah, the, yeah, the, the key was, um, like, so I was sitting in, in the studio with the, with the music and I just had to kind of keep going, check I was in tune with myself, which is a weird thing. And so the other, the other thing that's important about it as well it was that I had to do it in one full take each time I could. With the other tracks, because I had other instruments, I had to, like, I, ha- I could like cut and paste because you couldn't hear but when it's just me and the drones are so exposed the um the you could hear the drones change it's, it was weird because like you, you hear the drones you're like they're the same they're in tune the same but the where they are on like the phase of the drones it would go like uh if you it would have a jump in it so yeah. we we quickly found out that if i made a mistake we had to start again so it was that was a, a long afternoon in the in the studio there you go. That's fascinating. And if anything, we, we remember hearing this whenever Gordon Duncan was actually putting his recordings together and that he couldn't stop and start halfway through a set. He had to play it from beginning to end. So that's what I was going to ask you about that. And you had to kind of 
all the way through, no mistakes. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Well, no, there, there was plenty of mistakes, I'll tell you that. But, <laughs> um, but on the finished product, there had to be no mistakes. Yeah. There you go, indeed. So I have to say, we've been playing the album like crazy on the show. And one of, one of the favorite tracks, actually, of folks out there seems to be Walka. So that's really yeah, popular, sure. yeah. Tell us about that, actually. Where did it come from? So Walka is just like a kind of play on words. It's some waltzes and some polkas. So therefore, waltz, polka, walka. Polka. Um, was the, was the, the name for the track, just to give it a bit of a kind of punchier name than waltzes and polkas, yeah. I guess. And then the, uh, the first tune on that is a Terry Tilly tune that we played in the band. Actually, I heard it in the band first. Um, and, but we only played, well, there is only three parts, but I added a wee fourth part. Just basically just made it more fancy uh, for the fourth part. And then my own tune for the waltz and then into a Breton tune that we played with Cap Cabal in 2019 as well. That was a, wow. a busy year, it kind of seems. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I played with the bad guy Cap Cabal in 2019. We played this tune as part of the bigger set. And so I took it out and kind of made it, played it like a waltz with um, uh, my friends that were playing on it. And then the final tune is a tune that I learned from um, some guys who play in a Canadian band called, um, the, the band is called Anita McDonald and Ben, or Ben Miller and Anita McDonald. And they have a guitarist called Zach Cormier who plays with them. As a, so they're a duo and they have a guitarist that plays with them. But the two guys in the band wrote this um, tune and I learned it from them when we were on tour um, in Austria. And so they kind of just all kind of came together. So it was just a set of tunes and then it, it just got the name Walker. But yeah, it seems to be fun. And it's, a, it's maybe a bit different from uh, from the other things because like jigs and reels and kind of slurs and things. It's just a wee bit of a, a different flavor perhaps to the, to the thing. Yeah, I think that's it, Ross, definitely. And I think that's really why folk like it is because it is so unusual, you know. So again, I know I'm shamelessly promoting you here, but uh, like normally for a wee second, go and get Ross's album. If you haven't got it yet, you're seriously missing a trick because uh, we're constantly playing it on the show. Yeah. So, Ross, I have to ask you then about your time in your younger days. And you were actually pipe major of the National Youth Pipe Band of Scotland. Now, that's quite an incredible outfit, basically, an organization. What was it like to be at the helm as pipe major? Oh, it was, it was a brilliant uh, opportunity and privilege. And I was joint pipe major with Callum Watson, who we grew up together in the band. Um, we stood next to each other in the Bog Hall band for years and things as well. So uh, we're good friends. So it was nice to kind of do it with him. But we, we became joint pipe sergeants. And then Craig Muirhead was a pipe major at the time. And then he left. And they were just like, uh, Alex McLaren, who was the director at the time, um, mo- like just moved us both into pipe major. And it's kind of set a precedent. I think there's there seems to be have been joint pipe majors since then. And I think it's important because there's so many members and you might not be able to make something because it's like a voluntary thing. So as, as everybody gets older in that band, like people start to have different, different things on. So, um, so yeah, so it's, it's, it helps if there's two people in charge and uh, who could tap their foot and then there's pipe sergeants as well. So it's like four people who could take charge at any time, which is, I think is helpful, but yeah, that's a, a brilliant band. And I'm so grateful for all the opportunities that that gave me and all the experiences in comp- um, com- not competition and concerts, sorry, mm. not in competition. was, was what I was meaning. Um, is uh, that, um, yeah, the band just gives such a platform for young players and I kind of guess older, like older players, because I don't think you can be called young when you're what, 21, 22, when we, when, whenever we retired, but um, <laughs> we're, we're not like youth. Well, we maybe are youths, but yeah, certainly like as, as you're kind of maturing through and it's great. And that's all my best friends and piping are, are from the youth band, I would say. 
um, and they're all from different bands and that's important as well it's like it, it kind of t- takes away this thing of like I play with this band so I can't speak to you because you play in that band and that certainly helped when we were growing up in the juvenile bands because there was a bit of a kind of rivalry uh, at the time there was Dollar Academy, George Watson College were the two big school bands and then I was playing in Bog Hall but I was friends with people from Dollar and Watson's and then people from Dollar and Watson's were, were friends with each other and that's really helped to break down uh, the kind of a wee bit of the, the the rivalry that was that was there maybe when I first started. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. If anything, because it's something that folk might not understand is that the National Youth Band actually draws membership from all over Scotland. You know, yeah. and they're all they're really heavily involved in tuition and everything. And the opportunities, as you said, Ross, I have to say, did you have any of the opportunities to travel with the band? Yeah, so I went to Switzerland on three occasions, I think. We played wow. a, a horse show in my early years of it, um, which was which was mental. We like they <laughs> they had the they had the backing band on a lorry, and then we we marched in and played. It's like the break for like a it was like a, a equestrian show, like a kind of show yeah. jumping thing yeah. in this big arena in Zurich, and uh, we were like the halftime entertainment, if you like. It was like the Super Bowl. <laughs> and um, we, we were playing like the Dragon's Lair piece, which was what we were doing at the time and um, on the back of this. And then we had to do like the Gay Gardens to like a Katy Perry song. And it was like, it was all very strange and all very weird. But that was a, a cool, a cool trip. And then, um, yeah, we did the Christmas tattoo in Basel uh, a couple of years in a row as well. And we, we also did, uh, we, we played at Alexander McQueen's Memorial in London. Uh, on the steps of St Paul's Cathedral, that was a good trip, and um, oh, we all we all got dre- like we got dressed by like Alexander McQueen's kind of thing, and he had th- designed this kind of um, fabulous feather bonnet, and it was like it was like a normal feather bonnet, but it had like fabulous like feathers, kind of like like fashiony <laughs> feathers coming out the side. <laughs> oh, brilliant! And if anything, you know, the, the reason why I'm asking you about your experiences because obviously at the moment the band can't play anywhere they can't really function as such so it's a shame to see but hopefully we will see them back you know and if anything anyone listening right now as you've heard from ross's experience if you have opportunity i would encourage folks to do it yeah oh sure mm-hmm. yeah absolutely i think they, they are actually um doing some online um practices i've got students who mm-hmm. who play in and they were telling me they're like oh i was a youth band this weekend i was like oh and it's just it's just been on zoom and they've been going into breakout rooms and learning all the music so when they when it, they can hit the ground running when we do come back and it's not been sitting on it so i would say that and they've got a new director now stephen blake's the director and i yeah. think they're playing lots of different kinds of music um kind of more piece based than like pipe band tunes oh, which yeah. which will be interesting to hear i'm really looking forward to hearing that, that when it all comes out as well that sounds good fantastic well speaking of new music then ross let's get on to this <laughs> new book that you're releasing there yeah. this came out of the blue where did this come from it came from i don't know i did that um i did a composers forum thing uh, on pipes and drums a, cu- uh, a few months ago and everybody who was on it had a book and they have something to like say f- show for themselves basically and I had my CD which was I was quite happy with show for myself and then yeah. I was kind of thinking do you know what I'd, I'd like I'd always thought about doing a book but I always thought I didn't have enough music and things so I went down the route of not that I guess I don't have enough music but it's uh, I went down the route of doing like a play along book so this is called the Rook Collection, and it's every single tune as I played it on the CD. So you can play it along grace note by grace note, hopefully. Um, <laughs> I've, I've, I've been spending hours and hours going through the, the music as well. Um, and, yeah, hopefully you can play along from start to finish 
on an electric chanter or a fiddle or the piano or anything you want to play along on and um and then but also take the tunes away and do your own thing with them as well and um, it's, it's, it's the idea so I yeah. think apparently it's only the, the second book of that kind of type, certainly in the piping world. I think Fred Morrison did one a few years ago with his Outlands CD. I was just about to say that kind of reminds me of what Fred yeah. did, but he was kind of the trailblazer here. So this is, this is something really unique for folks, yeah. Yeah, and I guess I, I, quite, I quite fancied having a USP, if you like. I didn't want to just bring out, like, not that I don't think bringing out a book of compositions is, is, has value, but I, I, I didn't feel like I had enough of a voice perhaps yeah in in the in in the grand scheme of things to to be able to bring out my tunes and I wanted to have a few more before I did that anyway so hopefully there'll be a, another collection down the line but for now I was like quite kind of I've not been able to gig my album I've not been able to do anything so I thought having two products that kind of married up so you can have them as a bundle you can sell them at gigs and things was was the kind of idea they it all makes sense it's the same photo on the front and um, it's the same font it's the same kind of ideas throughout so it's um, it's still part of the, the kind of brand, if you like. There you go, the Ross Miller brand. So, yeah. folks, I have to say, we have a lot of guys listening to the show right now who love the album, constantly request it on the show, and are bagpipers. So this is your chance to actually learn the tunes that you love and play along with it. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic stuff. Now, I have to say, though, I am a complete beginner. I've really just been learning how to function in this thing. <laughs> Would I be able to tackle your book at all, or is it for the more advanced player? No, I think you, you could definitely. Um, it, you don't have to play along with the album, um, mm. absolutely not. And you, you can play the tune slowly. The slow airs and things are in there for for I guess for you. And you don't have to play the technique. I guess yes, I've written it exactly meticulously as it was. And there's yeah. bits of random technique that like are not actually. It's not like in the tutor book if you like. There's mm. bits. There's like random flary kind of um, <laughs> like um, like scales and things. But oh. um, yeah, but the but on the whole, yes, you could definitely play along. Uh, or no, sorry, play the tunes, mm-hmm. um, and maybe just just take out some of the, the grace notes and things. We, the, we were talking about doing um, like try, trying to get uh, like okay, this is how I played it on the album. This is how like it was composed, if you like. Mm-hmm. But it's already seventy two pages long, so uh, <laughs> <laughs> so there, there was no there was no space for that, or 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 the book would cost a hundred pounds each or something. <laughs> but the um, so yeah, and there's also I should. Uh, Add as well. There's photos and stories of my um, my piping life so far, and there, there's also extended stories about each of the tunes and kind of where they come from and my kind of connection. So it's a bit like big sleeve notes with it uh, on the album as well. So hopefully it'll be interesting to even even to read it, and you can keep it in your in your catalogue until until you can play the big fast scales and, the, yep. yeah. <laughs> and all this. But yeah, no, definitely. It's hopefully it would be for it it'd be something for everyone in it. Um, I'd like I'd like to hope anyway, and um, it's, it, it hopefully it'll look nice as well to go on your on your shelf um, with Excellent. all the other books. So Ross, how can folks get a hold of this then? Where, where can they go to purchase it? So yeah, so it's um, it's available for pre-order as of last night. Actually, mm-hmm. uh, this is Wednesday, um, from my website, which is www.rossmillermusic.com. And um, so it's available there for pre-order. And you can also get it as a bundle with the CD if you don't have a CD as well for a bit cheaper. And um, and you can also get the CD and um, various other things there. Um, yeah, so that that's great. And I brought, um, there's a video as well. Um, well, there's a video to a kind of a celebrate a year. It was actually, so yesterday was the year anniversary of my album coming out. 
and so <laughs> I thought it was a, a perfect day to, to announce the pre-order and um, the pre-order will be open for about three or four weeks and at the beginning of April it'll be for general release and hopefully it'll be in kind of retailers and things by then as well. If, oh, if I get my if I get my act together, I've, I've spent the last the last week editing this video. Which, um, if if you watched it last night, you'll you'll see why it's um, got lots of <laughs> lots of friends and pipers from all over the world playing the quartet track as well. Um, so Super. that that was part part of the announcement last night. Fantastic. Um, yeah, I'll have to say I'm nothing but a fan, Ross, and I'm so glad to have you on the show, mate. Yeah, finally. Oh, it's brilliant to be here. Finally. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, folks out there, please go to Ross Miller Music on the website. Go and pre order this thing now. Avoid disappointment. Go and grab it. Because sometimes I do realize that books like this can go out of print pretty quick, you know, because they can be very popular. So, going on the popularity of how your album is going on our show, this book's going to fly off the shelf, mate. Yeah, for Hopefully, sure. Yes, definitely. Oh, that that would be great. And yeah, so we're only printing a limited run, so I don't. Um, I think I would get evicted from my flat if I had any more boxes of things and <laughs> in my flat. So um, make sure that. Um, yeah, it's, it, hopefully there'll be a few pre-orders, and then you'll get it before the release date. That's also the, the that's the perk, the pre-order perk. And I'm also going to do a little kind of competition to win a free one, I think, as well at some point. Um, I've got yeah. an exciting idea about that, which I need to bring bring to life in the next couple of weeks. Um, just mm. because I've been busy actually writing all the grace notes to the tunes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. So, Ross, we've had some big rap show staple questions that we ask everybody who comes on the show. Number one, Ross Miller, what is your favorite cheese? My favorite cheese? Mm. Oh, Dornach Brie that you get in Lidl here. Ooh, Dornach <laughs> Brie? I've never heard of that. Yeah. That's a good I one. I don't even know if they make it in Dornach. It just says Dornach Brie <laughs> on the on the so- <laughs> I, I have it in a bagel with uh, cranberry sauce. There you go. Oh, nice. Now you're making me hungry now. Nice one. Uh, so can you tell us then, what has been your most embarrassing moment in piping to date? In all uh, experience and playing? I don't know. Having an early chanter at the European Championships in 2016 oh. with Inverary. Oh, no. <laughs> it happens to everyone, but it feels... And, and, and hopefully, touch wood, it'll never happen again. No. <laughs> it's so easy to do, is, is the thing. But that's what I'm finding, actually. <laughs> yeah. But, hey, that's another topic. Everyone's experienced that, I'm sure. So, also, then, going forward, uh, 2021, we're hoping to see a road out of the pandemic and everything, and the opening of theatres and venues, and hopefully the start of gigs again. Have you got any plans for this incoming year for any shows? So I guess there's um, I've got things that were um, cancelled last year, but they've not got firm rescheduled dates yet because nobody knows what's going to yeah. happen. Basically, um, hopefully in September October time we'll have things that were supposed to be in September October last year. I've still I've still got to launch the the I've still got to do the live Scotland launch of the album if you like. Um, I it still has it. to I was, happen. Yeah, yeah. I, I was on tour in Germany when it actually came out. On my birthday last year, so um, so that that was kind of the whole thing. And then I was going to come back and do a launch show in Linlithgow in my hometown, and we had the hall all booked, and everybody was going to play, and it was going to be brilliant. And obviously, it couldn't happen. And then we had some things booked for later in the summer and the later in the year after the pipe band season. And 
um, yeah, all that got cancelled, obviously. But yeah, well, it's got postponed. So we yeah. just need to. I'm trying to work on getting kind of firmer dates and things, and trying to get some kind of tour on the go. But then probably, uh, probably realistically, will be the end of this year, if not 2022, before I can actually get out and kind of play um, again. Which is a shame. And it's the same, well, it's the same with the pipe band competitions and the the solos. We're seeing them all getting cancelled at the moment. So that's it indeed. Ho- yes. Hopefully, we'll get some some form of our our performance fix and our seeing people in real life fix. I think is oh, the is the key, isn't it? Exactly. Just the ability to hear the music again in person is so important. Yeah. So Ross, keep us posted, man. If you are going to be hitting the boards, and let us know that we can so we can go. You know. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> for sure. Ross, thank you so much for chatting to us on the podcast, mate. I wish you every success with this book and everything. And for everyone out there, go to Ross Miller Music, go and pre order this now. And uh, yeah, you'll not regret it. So, Ross, thank you so much for chatting to us on the podcast, mate. And uh, hopefully, we will catch up with you in the near future. Take care. Yeah, thank you very much for having me. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> Fantastic stuff. There you go, Ross Miller. And his new tune collection, available for pre-order. So go along to his website now, go and grab it, you will not regret it. And uh, if you haven't got a copy of his album, The Rook, by the way, what are you doing? What are you doing? We are constantly playing it on the show, on Fuse. So yeah, we included a couple of tracks there this week, just to kind of wet your whistle. Isn't that what they say? Uh, But yeah, also go and check out the incredible uh, launch video that he talked about there, uh, which had some big names in the piping scene, including Stuart Little and all the rest. Yeah, Just drop a little name in there. Um, But yeah, quite an incredible launch video. Go and have a watch at it. And yeah, dead excited to see this brand new release from Ross. Absolutely brilliant. Well, that's it, folks, for another Big Rab Show podcast. Thank you for downloading this week and each and every week. And if you haven't already, please do consider subscribing so you never miss an episode because you'll get a little bang to let you know that Rab has uploaded another one. Also, don't forget to go and support us over there on Patreon. Every click of support on Patreon really does mean the world to us and helps keep the wheels turning here, especially as we open the doors on our piping scene, hopefully in the coming months. We do have some big plans ahead, yeah, for a lot of social media content and for our YouTube channel as well. I have to say a shout-out to our YouTube channel, by the way. If you are interested in watching the video of Ross Miller's interview on today's podcast, then uh, that'll be on our YouTube channel in the next few days. So keep an eye on that, The Big Rab Show on YouTube. And also give us a subscribe over there too. Loads of great content on our YouTube channel. Yeah. Alrighty, I am out the door. Thank you everyone for downloading this week. We want to wish everyone a very, very... uh, Bated breath and good luck for this weekend's RSPBA annual general meeting. It's going to be a nervous weekend for a lot of people and we just want to wish you all the very best of luck and we will see you on the other side of the AGM and hopefully the piping world will still be here. (laughs) Of course it will. Yeah, AGM coming up this weekend is going to be quite an interesting weekend. Keep yourself onto the Big Rab Show uh, social media and we will update you as soon as we hear anything from the meeting. And we will catch you on next week's episode which will be our St. Patrick's Day episode. But hey, this day is almost better than St. Patrick's Day. Nearly. It's International Bagpipe Day. Yeah. (laughs) So happy International Bagpipe Day to you. And yeah, we'll see you all in next week's podcast. (laughs) All the best.
Well, that's it for another Big Rap Show podcast. Thanks so much for downloading this week. And a special thank you to our sponsor, G1 Reads. Played by bands around the world, they are the champion's choice. Played by two-time world champions in Vararian District. Don't forget to check out thebigrabshow.com to be kept up to date with all the latest news and views from the piping world. And also check us out on Patreon. For five bucks a month, you can get your hands on tons of extra piping goodness and be part of the Patreon faithful. So until next week, guys, we'll see you right here on the Big Rab Show podcast. All the best. 